Masichet Kiddushin, Daf Mem Dalid. Heish Mekadesh et Bito, the Mishnah at the very opening of the Perek, uh, back on Daf 41, uh, mentioned that a person, a father, can marry off his daughter, and he can uh, do it himself, or he can do it with a messenger. So that's what we're going to discuss, uh, father, the case of a father marrying off his daughter. Tenan Hatam, Mishnah and Gitina says, Na'ara Me'orasa, According to Tanakama of this Mishnah, which is Rabbanan, Na'ara, that's uh, 12, between 12 and 12 and a half approximately, um, uh, who is Me'orasa, she's already, the father already accepted Kiddushin for her, let's say the father accepted it, and now she needs to get a get. Who can accept the get? She can accept the get, or her father can accept the get. That's according to Rabbanan, either one can accept the get. And Shetayadaim Zochot Kahad says, No, it's impossible for two people to be able to acquire one item. Rather, only the father can accept the get while she is a na'ara. Uh, same is true when she's a ketana. Um, it's not until she is an adult, then she can accept her own. But Rabbi Udas says, Only one party at a time. First, uh, the father, until she's 12 and a half, and then she can accept it. And now, an additional law in general, any uh, girl, woman who cannot hold on, safeguard her get, cannot receive a get. So if she's like mentally incompetent, or if she's so young, that she would not be able to hold on to a get, she would not understand the significance of it, then there's no way for her to receive a get. Even her father wouldn't be able to receive it on her behalf. Okay, so so far we saw Machloket regarding Gitin for a Ne'ara. Uh, Tanakama says anyone can receive it. Rebutas is only the father. Now we're going to relate this to Kiddushin. That's how it relates to this um, uh, our opening Mishnah about a father marrying off his daughter. So who can accept the Kiddushin? The Shakish says, well, it's going to be the same the same opinions. According to Rabbanan, both she or the father can accept Kiddushin. This is for Na'ara. And according to the Biuda, uh, just like he says, only one person can accept a get. So too he says only one person can accept the Kiddushin, and that is the father. So the Shakish says that the uh, um, the the laws for Gitin are the same as for laws of Kiddushin. We're going to see later. He learns this from Vehayata or uh, in the same pasuk. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Machloket the Gedushin, Aval Kiddushin Debra Kol Abiyah Velohi. Rabbi Yochanan, however, says. The machloket over here between Tanakam and Rebbe is only regarding a get. But when it comes to Kiddushin, everybody agrees, the father only, right? So those Rebbe Yudah would stay the same. Rebbe Yudah is the same for both. But for uh, Tanakama, it makes a distinction between the um, the case of Gitin, where both can accept it, whereas regarding Kiddushin, only she can accept it. So now we're going to analyze. What is the reason for, according to the Yohanan, that there is a distinction between the two? What is the reason for Rabbanan that would make such a distinction? Uh, we could use a chart here just to help us keep track of everything. This was the Mishnah and Gitin. That says Tanakama says both she and the father can accept the get. Rebuda says not only the father can accept the get, and according to the Shakish, everything's the same for Kiddushin. So both can accept for Kiddushin according to Tanakama, whereas only the father can accept Kiddushin. So the Buddha is actually easy to under, un, easy to explain. Only the father ever all the time. The Biyochanan, however, says that there's machloket 
only for Gitin, but everyone agrees regarding Kiddushin. So therefore, for Kiddushin to make a difference. Um, so again, so the Rabbi Yochanan, right, the bottom line for, of Rabbi Yudah is always going to be the same. So that's easy to remember. Rabbi Yudah says only the father can accept Gitin or Kiddushin according to all opinions, both the Shakish and Rabbi Yochanan, right, because that's his basic premise is that only one party can acquire something. <laughs> um, the question is regarding Tanakama, and so now we're focused for the Shakish, fine, it's the same. Gitin and Kiddushin are the same. So the question is for the Biochanan, why, according to Biochanan, why do Rabbanan say for Gitin, the, fa- the she and the father can accept it, but for Kiddushin, only the father, conceptually? What's the difference between Gitin and Kiddushin? So we're going to give uh, two answers. Um, uh, as follows. Kedushin de machneset asma de shut aviha, ben hi u ben aviha. Kedushin de mafkat asma me shut aviha, aviha velohi. When it comes to Gedushin, that she is entering into her father's domain. She was married, or asa, and now she is going back by getting the get. She's going to go back to her father, so that's easier for it to go back to the father, and therefore there's more possibilities. Both she can accept it or the father can accept it. Whereas for Kiddushin, you're going in the other direction, kind of against gravity. And because she is uh, taking herself out of the authority of the father when she's uh, a, a minor and a, a na'ada, she's under the uh, authority of the father. And now by, by being Mikudeshet, she's leaving the authority of the father. So in that case, only the father has the authority to accept the Kiddushin on her behalf. Uh, she can't do it herself. So that makes sense. Uh, it depends on the direction that you're going. All right, so that's a good answer. The problem is, we have a problem because in the case of Ma'amad, Ma'amad is a case where you have a Naram Orasa whose husband dies without children. She has to do Yibum. Let's say there's a few brothers that she could do Yibum with. If one of them would come and do Ma'amar, Ma'amar is a kind of the Rabbanan Kiddushin that applies to a Yevama. If one of the brothers uh, uh, says, you are designated unto me, then she has to do Yibum with that brother and cannot do Yibum with any of the other brothers, right? Any of the brothers are then uh, disqualified. If they end up getting wanting, wanting to get out of it, um, they have to do Halitza and also give a get to undo the Ma'amar. So, regarding Ma'amad, that separates her from, removes her from her father's authority, right? Because that's uh, a kind of a Kiddushin from, from the Yevama to the Yavam. And so, therefore, according to this logic, we would expect that since it's separating her, so only the father would be able to accept that money of Ma'amad. However, that's not what we learn. Utnan ketana min ha'erusin enosin ba ma'amar ela midat aviha ve'anaara ben midata ben midat asma ben midat aviha. In this, it says Tanan, but it's actually a baraita. It says that a, a minor <coughs> from a Kiddushin, this is not relevant to us, because talking about a minor who's little, under 12, um, uh, from uh, uh, who is widowed after she was Mikudeshet, we only do Ma'amar with, from her father. The father has to accept the Ma'amar with the consent of the father. Whereas Na'ara can, uh, can be done both with her or her father. So here you see that the Na'ara, that's the case we're talking about, and it's Ma'amar, and even though that's removing her from her father's domain, she can do it also. So the logic that you just said doesn't fit this case. 
Now, the end of this Braita is going to be relevant later. Masha'en ken bekidushin, which means for kidushin, this is not true, but rather only the father. Okay, this will we'll bring back uh, soon. Uh, so instead, we're going to give a reinterpretation, a second answer. It's the same sage, but if he said something, he must have said the following. We had one version of what he said, but it doesn't fit this, so maybe we um, maybe we'll, we'll tweak it a little. Maybe we got the wording a little wrong. And so he must have meant the following. What's the reasoning of Rabbi Yohanan? According to Rabbi Yohanan, that will make a distinction between Gitin and Kiddushin. Kiddushin, where in general, any woman who gets me Kudeshit, she has to agree to it. And that's why only the father can do it and not her, because she is still uh, a minor and uh, it needs or requires agreement. And the father has authority and, and uh, competence to agree to it, whereas she does not. So it makes sense that only the father can accept Kiddushin. Whereas for Gerushin, in general, any woman that receives a get, she doesn't have to agree to receive, receive the get on the Doraita level. Um, he can, uh, the husband can give it to her against her will. So her will doesn't matter. Since her will doesn't matter, it doesn't, then both she, she can accept it or the father can accept it because we don't actually need anyone's agreement, only the husband's agreement, but we don't need any agreement from her side. Okay, so this is a good answer, right? But hold on, Ma'amad is a type of Kiddushin, and that, according to the majority opinion, does require her acceptance. The Yevama has to agree. So, so yes, I accept your offer that you'll be Duma'amad and you'll be the Yavam to the exclusion of the other brothers. And so even though this is it requires her consent, if it requires her consent, then it should be like Kiddushin, that only the father can accept it. Yet, the Braita that we just had before says both, she can also accept the Ma'amad and her father can. So there's also a problem. So her answer is, No, in fact, we're talking about the opinion of Rabi, who says that Ma'amad can be done against her will. So actually, since it's against her will, it fits into uh, the category of Gedushin, that both she and the father can do it. So now it's consistent, as long as we're following it to be. <coughs> and now what's the source of it to be and the reason for it to be? If one of the brothers, uh, the uh, that wants to do Yibum, does Ma'amar with the Yevama, and it's not with her, against her, without her consent, Rabbi says it's still okay. Hachamim say it's not okay. So good, we'll follow Rabbi. Now that we mentioned Rabbi, my Ta'amid Rabbi, what's his reasoning? Gamar He learned it from the actual Yibum ceremony, which is simply bi'ah um, for Yevama, and that can be done against her will. Um, I mean, this is not a very nice thing to do, but if uh, you have a Yevama and one of the uh, and the Yavam, whoever it is, and one of the brothers goes and even does Yibum, does bi'ah against her will, that's a halakhically valid act, then they are married. So, so to here, Ma'amad is a first step, as a kind of kiddushin for, <laughs> um, uh, for Yibum, 
for, uh, f therefore, that also can be done against her will. Since it's against her will, right, that's what it be says it's okay. Um, uh, uh, since, it's, since it's like Yibum, uh, therefore, to be says it can be done uh, without her will. Rabbanan sabre yalfinan mikidushin ma kidushin de midata afachaname midata. Rabbanan say no, it's the same as kidushin. Ma'amar is a type of kidushin. Uh, regular kidushin is for nisuin, the first step towards nisuin, and this ma'amar is the first step towards ibum. So therefore, since it's, it's similar to kidushin, just like kidushin, she has to agree. So to ma'amar, she has to agree. Bemai kami palge. And what's that? The essence of uh, the Rabbi says we should analogize something that has to do with Yibum with something else that has to do with, with Yibum itself. So Ma'amad is similar to Yibum. It's the first step towards Yibum, just like Yibum is against her will. So too, that Ma'amad should be against her will. That's the similarity. And Rabbana says, no, Ma'amad is a type of Kiddushin. So therefore, compare it to Kiddushin. Kiddushin is with her will, therefore Ma'amar is also with her will. Good. Now we have so we so good. We're so far so good. We have an explanation according to Rabbanan um, uh, that uh, why is there a difference between Gitin and Kiddushin? Uh, and the reason is because uh, Gitin is against her will, so it doesn't matter who accepts it, she or her father, whereas Kiddushin requires will to accept. And only the father has that authority to give over that will, and so only he can accept the kiddushin. All right. Now we say Now we're going back to that last line of the that we skipped before, and uh, let's remember what it was. <coughs> Here it says Naada uh, can do ma'amad uh, uh, both uh, herself or with her, or, or by her father, and it says, but not so regarding kiddushin. So not so regarding kiddushin means for kiddushin is more limited. Only the father can do it. Well, who said that? That only a father can do it for kiddushin? That's Rabbi Yochanan. So you see that this beraita supports the interpretation of the Mishnah according to Rabbi Yochanan. Um, uh, going to explain that line. Right, so remember here, Rashakish, he said that uh, a father and, and uh, according to Tanakama, both she and the father can accept together, both in the first Kiddushin. Has he going to explain that line? So it must be, he'll say that this Braita is the opinion of Rabbi Uda. He says only the father can accept Kiddushin. So that's, uh, that's therefore it makes sense when it says, Ma She'en Ken Kiddushin, right, according to Rabbi Uda. Uh, the Kiddushin can only be done by the Father. Now we ask, Remember, according to the Bi Yehuda, right, um, uh, he says that a Father can accept only Kiddushin, but also he says only Father can accept Get. So why are you bothering to tell me that it's not, that's, that's not so for uh, Kiddushin, why not tell me it's not so for Kiddushin where the fa only the father can accept it? And the answer is Inachinami. Or it could have said that because Rabbi Yudah says it for both. So why does it say uh, say it only Kiddushin? I did it. The beginning of the Brayta was talking Ma'amar. Ma'amar is similar to Kiddushin. So that's why he wants to make a distinction between Ma'amar, where for an Ada both the father and she can accept it, and not so for Kiddushin, which is similar to Ma'amar. But in this aspect, it's different that only a father can accept Kiddushin. 
And so all this is Rabbi Yehuda. Good. Rabbi Yehuda, my shena ma'amar. Why would Rabbi Yehuda make a distinction between Kiddushin and ma'amar? Right? Doesn't he say that uh, one, two, two people, two parties can't accept the same thing? So why doesn't he uh, apply that logic from ma'amar also? If this, if indeed you just said this b'dayta is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, why does he think that ma'amar can be accepted by both? And the answer is, well, see, the uh, Yevama already has an, uh, a, a connection to the Yavam, right? Or they are already obligated to each other. So it's like they already have a Kiddushin, just from the fact that the husband died without children, there is already a bond between them, since there's already a bond between them, so then it's easier to understand how it can be, go to the next level with Ma'amad, right? It's just a tiny step, uh, <laughs> so accept Ma'amad. And that's why he says there, yeah, it really doesn't matter, both she or the father can accept it. All right, that's a good answer, but now, without we have this answer, we go back a couple of steps. Since we got to this step, Rabbi Yochanan, we don't need to ask the question that we did uh, up above. If you remember, for Rabbi Yochanan, when we, uh, we, we gave the first explanation, right? Uh, for Rabbi Yochanan, why is there a difference between the two? And we said for Gerushin, where she is um, uh, entering uh, herself uh, from uh, that she's entering into the back into the domain of the father, so she and the father could do a kiddushin. Not so because she's exiting the reshut of her father, so that's why the, you know, the only the father can do it. On this, we asked, well, what about Ma'amar that she's exiting? So how come Ma'amar uh, should be that? How come in Ma'amar both the father and the daughter can accept it? And so we had to reject this answer, but now. Now that we have this new understanding of the difference between Ma'amad and Kiddushin, we don't need to reject this answer. We can go back to the original formulation as follows. For Ma'amad, they already have a zika. That's why it's easy uh, to, to go to, to do Ma'amad, and that's why both her father or she can accept it. That's not the same as Kiddushin, where there was, there was no connection between this particular bride and groom at all. And now, all of a sudden, she wants to leave her father's house. Well, then only the father can accept it. And so, really, we can go back to this original formula. See, we only left the formula. I mean, this was the tradition that this is what they said. And we said, well, it must be something wrong. Let's tweak it uh, to say a different explanation. But now that we know this, you know what? We can go back to the first explanation because we have a different solution to the Ma'amar question. All right, Tenan. Ha'ish mekadesh et pito keshin na'ara bo ubishlucho. Bo ubishlucho in ba ubishlucha la. The opening Mishnah, back to the Mishnah of Arpedic, says that a father can marry off his daughter when she's in the Ara, and he can use also his uh, messenger. So we infer that he can use his messenger, he can do it himself or with his messenger, but it doesn't say anything about the girl that she can accept it with, by herself or with her messenger. So it sounds like Kiddushin cannot be done by her at all. Tiyubta Dereshakish, a challenge to Dereshakish, who right here said, that um, this machloket is only regarding Gitin, but, and it's also, machloket uh, was regarding Gitin, and it's also true for Kiddushin, according to Tanakama, Kiddushin also can be accepted by her. How come in the Mishnah, it only mentions the father doing it, uh, he and, uh, and the messenger, but doesn't say anything about her doing it,
And the answer is, um, This very Mishnah may be only opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, right? Rabbi Yehuda said, yeah, only a father can accept Kiddushin also. That's why it mentions only the father and not the girl uh, receiving her Kiddushin. Um, okay. Now, can you really do this? Can you say that this entire Mishnah is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda? Look at the continuation of the Mishnah. Continuation of the Mishnah, even though it started at the beginning of the Perek, is going to come up in a couple of dapim from now, but it's all one continuous Mishnah. So it's got to be by the same author. And that says, uh, A man gives a, 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 his, a woman one date, and uh, he says, Be my wife for, for, with this date. And then he gives her another one and says, Be my wife with this date. So the halakha there is that if each, uh, if either one of the dates is worth a peruta, then fine, that's their mikudeshit. This is a cheap date, he might call. Um, but if the uh, either one, that's fine. But if each of the dates is only is worth less than a peruta, she's not mikudeshit because he said two different formulas. On the other hand, if he says one formula, right, be mikudeshit to me with this, uh, with this date. And he gives her both of them, uh, or says with this, right? And he gives with this, and he gives her both of them. Then you count them together. All right. So it depends if there's one formula or two formulas. And over there, we're going to explain. Who is the author of this Mishnah that says it makes a difference if you say two formulas or one formula? This is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says a similar law regarding taking an oath. If someone, uh, let's say five people, give me something to watch. And then I, uh, I, I claim that uh, I don't have any of them. And so I have to make a shivua that um, I don't have it. And so uh, I make a shivua. Now, it depends on the formula. If I say, if I make a separate shivua, let's say I'm lying about all of them. I make a separate shivua for each of them, right? I swear I don't have your item. And I say, I swear I don't have your item. And I'm lying about all of them. Then I have to say, give five different sin offerings. Uh, but if I include them all within one formula, right? I say... Um, I, um, I I don't have, uh, I, I swear that I don't have the items of any of you, um, then that's on, only one sin offering. And so just like over there, he says it makes a difference if there's multiple formulas or one formula, so too over here. Anyway, the point is that this part of the Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon, so you can't say it's Rabbi Yehuda. And now, And maybe you'll say, fine, the, the whole Mishnah is in fact Rabbi Yudah. And it happens to be, when it comes to specifications, uh, Rabbi Yudah happens to agree with Rabbi Shimon. But can you really say that Rabbi Yudah agrees with Rabbi Shimon when it comes to laws of uh, specifying things within one formula or I'm saying multiple formulas? We're going to see here a four-way machloket about this very subject. And within this, Baraita, uh, Rabbi Yudah says one thing, Rabbi Shimon says something else. Right, that's the point. So therefore, you can't say Rabbi Yudah, it's all Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Yudah agrees with Rabbi Shimon because they actually disagree. Let's look at all the all, all the opinions here. Um, according to the Bimeir, if I may, if I uh, put them all together in one, and I'm lying about all of them, then I don't have to bring one one uh, korban. Whereas if I specified, then I have to bring a korban on each and every one. Bimeir is not so clear what exactly it means there. He's uh, the Gemara uh, elsewhere explains it. The Biuda Omer Shivua Lo Lecha Lo Lecha Lo Lecha Chayav Al Kol Achat Ve'Achat. Uh, the Biuda says even if it's one formula, he says I. 
where I don't have any of the items, not for you, and not for you, and not for you, it says their names, uh, then um, uh, then that's that's enough to make him liable to each and every one because he mentioned each of them separately. Only if he says, I don't have all of yours as a, as a generality, then it's only one. But if he specifies their names, then he has to bring multiple korbanot. Uh, says it makes a difference where the Shiva formula is in the beginning or at the end. If it's in the beginning, then we say it's going this one for one Shiva and it's going on all of them all together. You don't have to bring one Korban. But if he says the names first, right? Um, I don't have yours, I don't have, uh, I have yours, I don't have yours. I make a Shiva on all of those. So since the Shiva is at the end, uh, so that's considered to be a, a separate. Shavuah that applies to each and every one of them, and so he has to bring five korbanot. And Bishimon Omer, Bishimon says, No, <laughs> he's the most lenient. You only have to make uh, bring five if you say a separate, completely separate Shavuah formula. I swear I don't have your item, period. I oh, then next, I swear I don't have your item either. And then he has to bring five, but if he punches them up in any way in one formula, then not. Okay, so the point is it can't be all be the Biuda because the Biuda does not agree with the Bishimon. Rather the way around, this entire Mishnah could be the opinion of the Bishimon, and the Bishimon happens to agree that when it comes to agents and who can accept uh, uh, an item, only the father can accept an item. He happens to agree with the Biuda. Good, Rabbi Asela. Now, <laughs> later on, the Amoraim are all discussing this machloket between Reshakish and Biochanan. They are early Amoraim. And so now later, Amoraim are dis- discussing who the halacha should be like. Anyway, one day, the Biyase didn't happen to come to the Bemidrash. He was sick, maybe. What did they discuss today in Bemidrash? He wants to get notes, uh, notes from a student. I wasn't there either. Uh, maybe they uh, all, you know, all got sick. By not be, I mean, he did, he went, and I asked him about it already, and here's what he told me. Everybody in the Bet Midrash, they all agreed halacha should be like Rabbi Yochanan in this case, that there is a difference between Gitin and Kiddushin. And Reshakish was there, and he was screaming like a crane. Here's a crane. And he was saying, he kept saying, no, but the, the, the Pasuk compares leaving a marriage to entering a marriage. The laws of Gitin and Kiddushin should be the same. And therefore, you should not make a distinction between them. But nobody paid attention to him. They were not convinced. And so, Rabbi <laughs> said, this is Rabbi Abin that you got this, your, the, the uh, uh, class notes from. Is he reliable? Yes, he is reliable because he told me right after you know how much time uh, elapsed between the from the Bet Midrash until I saw him the same amount of time it would take to get a fish from the sea and put it in the frying pan right uh, fish you leave it out it'll it'll uh, it'll spoil after uh, a few hours so it was within a few hours he told me about it and so it was uh, fresh in his mind as fresh as a 
fish from the sea, and uh, therefore, yes, it is reliable. That student that was there, his name was Rabbi Abin, and Rahman Bar Yitzchak is clarifying that when you teach this tradition, you should not teach it uh, uh, that it was Rabbi Abin, the son of Rabbi Chiyah, and also not Rabbi Abin, the son of Kahana, but rather just say Rabbi Abin without the uh, without the other people. That's who it was. These are all different people, so you have to make sure you know which should it be Abin it was. Now we say, well, who cares? What's the difference? Well, which one it was? It makes a difference if you find a conflicting statement. Let's say it says, oh, wait, he said something different. So you'll know that that's a different sage, sage than Rabbi Abin, Stam. And so that way uh, it's important to know uh, exactly who the sage is so that you won't, won't come uh, to find any uh, confusion or contradictions later on. Be'amine Ravam Rav Nachman Rav Ha'est Rav Nachman Ne'ara Mahu She'ta'ase Shalich Le'kabel Gita Mi'yad Ba'ala Ne'ara She can accept a divorce document herself This is according to Rabbanan The question is Can she appoint a shaliach to go and accept the get on her behalf A shaliach Le'kabala Here's the two sides Ke'yada Bihadamya Or Ke'chasara Bihadamya Is she like the hand of her father or is she like the a courtyard of her father. We'll explain. If she is an extension of the father, like the father's hand, and just like the father can make a shaliach to accept the get on behalf of her, his daughter, so the daughter herself can also appoint a shaliach. Or, in general, when a na'ada, let's see, she, she accepts the get herself, Maybe she accepts it, and not as the father's hand, but as the father's courtyard. And uh, in other words, because she's a nada, so anything that she uh, uh, picks up, uh, t- earns, will go to her father. And so that's how she's, she, she works with the, through the halachic me- mechanism of a courtyard. But she doesn't have the power of the father, she just accepts it, and then that she's a courtyard. And then it transfers to the father. If that's the case, then it actually has to get to your hand. A courtyard can't accept, can't appoint, does not have authority to appoint someone else. Um, and so she, I mean, she can ask a friend to get it or whatever, but it has to actually reach her hand. Only when she has it in her hand, then that effectuates a courtyard. Okay, so that's the uh, two sides of the question. Now we say, hold on, that can't be the question. Rava wouldn't have a question like that because Now, Rava himself said that if a husband writes a get and gives it uh, into the hands of her, his wife's servant while the servant is sleeping and she, the wife, is watching or guarding him, watching over him, then that is a get. Uh, the uh, slave acquires it as, a court, as her courtyard and she is watching over the courtyard so it's a um, safeguarded courtyard. That's good. But if the if the servant is awake, then he has his own will. He goes, walks around, and is not being guarded. Right? Why not? If it's if she if he's awake, because that is a courtyard that is being watched, but not by her. Um, and it's not secured by her, so it's walking around. So therefore, it's no good.
Now, let's apply that to this. If the daughter, that halacha was regarding a woman herself, adult woman and her slave, and now we're going to uh, transfer that, compare that to a father and the daughter. <laughs> um, the father is like the woman in the other case, and the daughter is like the slave, because if in fact the same as a courtyard, a slave works as a courtyard. Now if you say that, um, that the um, the a daughter is like a, a, a courtyard of the father, then even if the uh, get gets into the hands of the daughter in general, just a regular case where a husband gives a get to the to the daughter, not without any slave there, um, there the get should not be effective because she's awake. And she's walking around. And so that would be a courtyard that's safeguarded, but not secured by the father. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, not, right, it's, not, it's not secured by the father. And therefore, it should only be okay if she is sleeping and the father is watching over her. And that's not true. So here we see that Rava does not consider the daughter to be like a courtyard because otherwise it would be the same uh, law as a slave. So rather, uh, it's obvious, uh, in fact, the daughter is like the extension of the hand, the power of the father. So here's the question. When we say she has the same power as the father, how strong is that power? How closely aligned is it? Is it really like the father such that just like the father can make a shaliach she can make a shaliach or no she's like an extension of the father's hand just enough that she can accept it herself but not to make a shaliach that's the question of Rava. Rav Nachman answers, No, a na'ara daughter cannot accept um, a, a get cannot appoint a get cannot appoint a shaliach to receive a get. Now, Rav asks the question has a challenge up his sleeve. This that says a ketana minor uh, that who says to someone else, "Go and accept a get for me." It's no good. They can't make a shaliach. The, that uh, shaliach can go and get it. But it will not effectuate, uh, be uh, be effectuated until it gets to the hands of the ketana. Now we infer ha naara This is only true. Ketana cannot appoint a shaliach. But if she was a naara, then she can appoint a shaliach. And as soon as shaliach gets it, it would be a get. That goes against uh, Rav Nachman, who just said a naara cannot make a shaliach. And the answer is This Mishnah is talking about where talking about a case where there is no father, and since uh, they, uh, the, if there, there is a father, then the father has uh, has the authority, so she can appoint. But if there's no father, then she has under by the time she's a naara, she's under her own authority, and therefore she can in that case. Um, appoint a shaliach and uh, Rav Nachman is talking about a case where there is a father so she cannot appoint a shaliach. Now we ask, hold on, can you really explain that this part of the Mishnah is when she has no father? The second half is talking about a case where she has a father because uh, the father says to a messenger, go and receive a get for my daughter and uh, if he wants to change his mind after the messenger actually received the get, he cannot change his mind 
anymore because that is a shaliach lekabalah, and so it effectuates as soon as the shaliach gets it. So anyway, the point is here that she has a father, so you can't say that as when she has no father. And the answer is is missing words here, and here's how you should uh, read it or understand it. If a ketana point asks someone to receive the get, it's not a get until it gets to her hand. Ketana cannot make a shaliach. Hanara is a get. The inference is that nara can point a shaliach, and it would be a good get. But that would, law is only true if there is no father, the father died. If she does have a father and the father said to a messenger, go and receive a get from my, on behalf of my daughter, and, he, and she, that messenger receives it, then the father can no longer change his mind. So indeed, the Resha is where there is no father around and the Sefa is where she does have a father. Itmar, ketana shenit kadesha shelo ledaat aviha. Now we have not a nara, but a ketana, minor. Whoever what agrees, uh, she, uh, her father has to accept the kiddushin. But what if she goes ahead and she accepts kiddushin without the father's consent? Uh, so what is her status? We might expect to say that it's nothing. She could just she doesn't need anything. She just go and get get remarried. But Shemuel surprisingly says that before she can marry anybody else, she is required to receive both a get and miun. Miun is uh, is where a girl has uh, is orphaned. She her father dies. Uh, in that case, the mother or the or the brother can marry her off. That would make a create a. Kiddushin midirabanan. Let's help her out because if she has no father, but uh, she, uh, their family does want to arrange something, so they can do that. However, since it's only the Rabbanan, when she can, before she grows up, say, you know what, Mi'un, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I don't want to be in this marriage. She can refuse the guy, and then the marriage is null and void. So in this case, where she went and got married, did Kiddushin without knowledge of the father, Shemel says she needs both get and mi'un. Amar karna tevarim bego. Karna said, "What are you talking about? This makes no sense. Why would you need anything? Im get lama mi'un, im me'un lama get. Furthermore, if you require get, why need mi'un? If you mi'un, why would you need a get? Is it deoraita? Is it rabanan? Pick a lane, and then okay, fine. If you need something, pick pick one thing. But why in the world would you need both?" So the sage said, listen, Morukva in his quarter in Kafre, let's ask him the question and see uh, what he says. Uh, now, in the end, they sent it not to Morukva, but to Rav. And when they sent the question to Rav to figure out what it is, Shemuel's far away, so they, they couldn't uh, uh, send a question there and get an answer. So they asked Rav instead, but they did a trick. And they switched around the opinions. Uh, they uh, switched Shemuel and Karna. They told Rav that Karna says you need both, and Shemuel said, no, you don't need both. Why they do that? If they reported it as is, so then uh, Rav would be influenced by the fact that Shemuel said it. He had a lot of respect for Shemuel, his colleague. And so he would say, oh, yes, uh, Shemuel's right. Um, but instead, he they put that opinion in the name of Karna, 
uh, to see if Rav really, you know, would would still agree with that opinion, the one that Shmuel really said, uh, or not. Um, okay, I had a, this happened in a, a situation I was in once. There was a guy that who uh, liked one rabbi but not another, and uh, he said everything this rabbi writes is good, everything the other rabbi writes is right is is bad. So someone wanted to test him out to see if he really could figure out the difference. And he gave him two essays, but switched the names without telling him, right? And then to see if, you know, is he just being biased by one because he happens to like one rabbi more than the other, or does he really like the writings of one or the uh, or the other? I think in the end that guy uh, did not pass that test. All right, anyway, they're, uh, they're doing that test to Rav. I wonder how often they did this, and if this is maybe one of the reasons why uh, so often uh, we say, you know, this was said in the name of this person or that person, and maybe it's because of this kind of uh, challenge. Anyway, Rav responded, by God, he swore, yes, you need both a get and mi'un, and it's impossible, that the seed of Abba bar Abba, meaning Shemuel, would have said that you don't need them. So Rav saw right through their, uh, their uh, test, and he said, uh, for sure you need them. There's no way Shemuel said you don't need them. And uh, Shemuel is correct. Okay. Now we still have to explain, according to Shemuel, why do you need both? Um, uh, she needs a get because perhaps, yeah, the, the daughter received Kiddushin when she was a minor, but perhaps the father is fine with it. And so, therefore, it would be a proper kiddushin. You want out? You need it. You need a get. I mean, even though the father didn't receive it himself and wasn't there to say I could, I consent to this, but maybe he did have consent um, later on. Or we'll see. Maybe he has to have sent something before. <clears throat> but okay, maybe the father agrees to it, and therefore it is a good kiddushin, and that's why he needs a get. And you need miun because maybe. On the other hand, the father did not agree to it. And therefore, actually, there will be no Kiddushin at all. But now that she received the get, people will think that, oh, if she received the get, then there was Kiddushin there. And if there was Kiddushin there, even if there was a get, that would mean that that guy, that uh, groom, would not be able to do Kiddushin with this girl's sister, uh, because there, that would be Adayot. You can't be married to two sisters, uh, even after a get, as long as the other one is, a, as one of them is, a, both of them are alive. And so people will think, oh, since you need a get, and that means that you can't do, uh, then, uh, that you can't do Kiddushin with the sister. But in fact, that would not be true, because if the father did not agree to the Kiddushin, then the get was ne- never necessary at all. Right? And so people would think, if he went and did Kiddushin with the sister, that's null and void, because that's if you do Kiddushin with any Adayot, the Kiddushin is null and void. But in fact, that Kiddushin would be valid. If the father never agreed to the to the kiddushin with the uh, with the first sister, and therefore we do miun to say as a, as a signal that wait a second maybe in fact that get was not a get was not necessary, and therefore if he would do kiddushin with the other sister that kiddushin would could be valid. Um, if because maybe the father had never agreed, and so that's why you need both. Amar Rav Nachman, vehu sheshidechu. Rav Nachman qualifies and says, only Shemuel says 
that you only need to both if there was already an arrangement. If the father got together with the, uh, the other family and they decided how much the dowry and how much the bride price and they already arranged the marriage because then that shows that the father agreed to this. And then, and then she goes out on her own and she receives the money. Uh, that's okay be, um, because that in that case, if, if in fact the father does agree, uh, then the Kiddushin is valid. But if there was no Shiduchin beforehand and she just, you know, randomly went and received money from someone, then that would be nothing and you would not require a get or mi'un. Ula amarafilu mi'un enasiricha. Now Ula said a statement that said, you don't even need mi'un. You don't need a get and you don't need mi'un. <laughs> now we ask, is Ula saying the statement as a response to Rav Nachman, um, and that would mean even if they did shiduchin, uh, uh, he agreed to the he they arranged the marriage beforehand, and then she received the money. Still, you wouldn't need you wouldn't need mi'un or a get. That's kind of surprising because in that case, it seems the father did agree. And the answer is No, these are two separate statements. And in fact, they agree with each other. Rav Nachman says, only if they do Shiduchin, then you need both a get and mi'un. And Ula said separately uh, regarding Shemuel that no, you don't need mi'un or, uh, or get at all if there was no Shiduchin. But he would agree that if there was Shiduchin, then... Uh, you would need both. Okay, uh, so in that in that instance, they are in agreement. But there's another version of Ula's statement. According to this, Ula said a blanket statement. Anytime a kitana does kiddushin without the father's knowledge, you don't need mi'un, even mi'un you don't need, and you don't need a get at all, in all cases, even if there was an arrangement of marriage before, Okay, so what? They did an arrangement. They agreed to some some money. Uh, they agreed to the uh, to to for the arrangements of who would pay what. Um, but that doesn't mean that the father actually then gives his consent. She just went and took my and received kiddushin. No, that's nothing at all, and you don't need mi'un. Mativ Rav Kahana v'cholani metu o me'anu o nitkarishu o shnimseu ailonit sarotehen mutarot. Rav Kana challenges this second uh, version of Ula from a complicated Mishnah in Yevamot. That where this is their two brothers and one marries his niece and then dies without children. And so that's left up to the father of the uh, of that wife to do Yibum or Chalitza. Obviously that would be Adayot and therefore he does not do Yibum or Chalitza, not to that daughter, nor to any of the other co-wives uh, uh, that his brother had. Now uh, that's the uh, that's the basic rule. But however, if before that brother died, the let's say in this case the that niece had she herself had died, or she did miun. This will be the key one. Or she they she got divorced from that uncle, or she turned out to be an ailonit, and therefore she became not capable of having children. The marriage was uh, null and void in the first place. Since that uh, niece daughter was out of the picture before that uncle uh, brother died, uh, therefore. Uh, since she was out of the picture, the living brother can do Yibum with any of the other wives. 
Good. Now we ask the kiddush shaman. In the case of miun, how exactly did that happen? Right, that that she required, she was required to do miun. If the father had married her off with his consent, then she can't just do miun and be out of it. She actually needs a get, so that miun would not sever the relationship between her and her husband. Rather, it must be that she went and did uh, Kiddushin on her own. And yet, it says that you need Mi'un, even though she does Kiddushin on her own. So that's a challenge to Ula, said you don't need anything at all. Rav Kahana was able to answer the question himself. For example, let's say the father had already married her off and then she was divorced. Well, father only has one chance to marry off his minor daughter. Once he does that, then he can't do it again. And so then she becomes like a yetoma who can be married off, but then can do can do miyun the banan. In that case, if she accepts kiddushin on her own and then accepts miyun, uh, then that would sever the relationship and indeed uh, that the rest of the consequences in uh, in from the mishnah yevamot. Uh, but the case that we were talking about above that Ula was talking about above uh, was where the, that didn't happen and uh, the, this is the first time for the daughter and uh, the father had never married her off before and she goes and does it on her own then that is considered nothing and mi'un is not required baruch adonai le'olam amen ve'amen